Welcome in, ladies and gentlemen, to the We Know Fantasy Contributors Podcast. My name is Brian. I will be your host for the evening. I am joined by Justin. Justin, how are we doing tonight? What's going on, buddy? Good to be here. Yes, it is. Uh, So Justin and I also, uh, every now and then, Justin joins me on Sunday live streams for any start-sit advice. So please make sure you tune into that this Sunday. Nate is also usually with us. We, the three of us, rotate out. Uh, we also have more content coming every Monday is the waiver wire wish list. Uh, remember Tuesday and Fridays is Samuel versus Schlanger. Um, Wednesday is the We Know Fantasy podcast. Uh, Fro is out for the season, I believe, due to technical difficulties. Uh, hopefully, he's back up and running soon. Uh, Thursdays is this the We Know Fantasy contributors podcast. Um, Saturday is DFS, and Sunday is live stream and a new podcast, Dynasty Devi. So make sure you look out for all that great content uh, we have here. So, um, Justin, this Sunday, our two teams are going up against each other. Um, Patriots versus Chargers. How are you feeling about that? You know, I, I don't even know after. Weekend and, and really, I should say after the whole season with the Chargers, I feel like it's going to be a pretty good game. The, the the one thing I will say about football fans out here is Chargers games are going to be entertaining. There's going to be points yes, scored. You're not you're not really going to get many like low scoring games. Um, I worry a little bit about Belichick's record against rookie quarterbacks. I think he's like twenty and six or somewhere around that. Um, win-loss amount uh, against rookie quarterbacks. So Justin Herbert's got his got his work cut out for him. But I also think that Justin Herbert's not your everyday rookie quarterback. So I think it's going to be a very good matchup. I'm hoping Cam does a little bit. I'd like to see a little more vintage Cam. And let's get a shootout. Yeah, I, uh, I so I thought of a, a good idea to help us both cope with an impending loss. Because obviously the Patriots aren't having the best season right now. So I'm expecting a loss. I will be happy with a win. But I'm not expecting one. So we're both going to come up with the reason where our team is going to lose Sunday. I think our reason is going to be Cam has too many turnovers. What do you think the reason is the Chargers will lose? Oh, well, it's it's an this is an easy one for me. It's they're going to get out coached. Absolutely. Bill Belichick and in company and obviously Josh McDaniels are much better coaching coaching staff than Anthony Lynn, Shane Steichen and our group. Um if you've watched any of the Chargers games this year, a lot of people come out of the game shaking their head about what what happens with clock management. Why are they running certain plays? Um, it, it, I think it's all going to come down to coaching if the, if the Patriots beat us. I think the talent-wise, the Chargers have everything there. It's just they're not putting it together. Yeah, I, uh, I definitely agree. I think that is for sure how the, um, the Chargers will lose. I mean, it's the same reason why the Patriots were able to win Last week, despite the horrible play from Cam Newton, the Cardinals just got outcoached and the Patriots defense stepped up. Um, so it should be an exciting uh, week. Maybe we can figure out a bet or something offline. <laughs> you um, think Gilmore will shadow uh, you think Gilmore will shadow Keenan Allen or do you think he'll keep him out on the perimeter? I think they'll he'll probably keep in the perimeter on Mike Williams uh, if I had to guess, but I could see them definitely maybe moving him around. I could be wrong. I really don't know. It could be it could be very possible they double Keenan Allen, uh, maybe put like J.C. Jackson in a safety, and then have a uh, Gilmore single Mike Williams. I think. Sounds like a lot of receptions for um, for um, Austin Eckler, so I'm okay with that. <laughs> I believe the Patriots are not the best against tight ends, so perhaps Hunter Henry. I could be wrong. Oh, they also can't stop the run. 
so carries for days. Um, <laughs> what you gotta look out for so anyways we have a great show planned uh, i came up with this great segment um so we're actually going to go over players who have uh outperformed or like broken out so to speak and players who have underperformed their uh fantasy draft stock and we're gonna talk about where we think they're gonna be next year uh, in terms of fantasy um so justin you start us off with your first pick for um breakout candidate so I actually was going to go against my homer pick and then ended up going with the homer pick of Justin Herbert. He's currently quarterback eight, which obviously no one expected him to be at this year. He's showing up. Obviously, he's one of the top quarterbacks in the league at, under pressure. His like completion percentage and, and quarterback rating under pressure is one, is one of the top fives in the league, if not one of the top three. Uh, I think this guy is, is good got all the tools and all the intangibles to get get it done next year and i'm really hoping that this front office figures out a way to put a little more protection and potentially a little bit more on a on a wide receiver three side i don't know if they'll bring mike williams back so we may be trying to replace a wide receiver two it'll be it'll be interesting i was going to go joe burrow here it's just a lot i just don't know when he's going to come back I, if, if i was going to go either justin herbert or joe joe burrow i think those are your guys um and i think you'll be able to get these these guys around round seven eight next year in the fantasy drafts and if and if they end up showing out then it's huge you're looking at guys like aaron Rodgers, who went probably in the ninth tenth eleventh round in this past year and they're now up in quarterback eight so if you're getting a a quarterback two, three, and four in the seventh, eighth, ninth, tenth round, you've got a steal. Yeah, so I think there might be a bit of a, a Baker Mayfield, Kyler Murray uh, effect where we could very well see him go maybe in like the fourth or fifth round. Um, I don't think he'll go as early as Mahomes uh, and and maybe not even Jackson would go, but I do think he might. Herbert might go a little higher. This was actually going to be my pick, but I figured I would let you have the uh, the Homer pick. I appreciate that. Um, so mine is Josh Allen. Um, so he was he was already like somewhat of a high uh, draft pick this year. I think he was in like the eighth to eleventh round, really depending on how you wanted to secure that position. Um, but obviously he's he's gone to a level beyond what he was last year because he was already like a good uh, fantasy option last year. I believe still being a QB one. Um, but I think very well we could see Josh Allen move up to like maybe the fourth and fifth round um, in terms of draft position next season. Yeah, I don't I don't disagree with you here. My only thing with Josh Allen is uh, he has tailed off a little bit. He had a really a really good schedule at the beginning of the year, and they do use his legs. Um, his I think his passing has came back to a little bit of the mean instead of like where he was at the top of the, of the spectrum there for a little while in the beginning of the year. Um, but I, but I agree with you that I think you're going to see some people reach for Josh Allen in the coming drafts. I I'm going to go ahead and be on record right now and say, I would not. And that's really early, but um, I think you're definitely going to see that. Oh, a hundred percent. All right. So let's get into the quarterback who has underperformed. Yeah, so the guy I went, I decided to go with here was Matt Stafford, and he is currently quarterback sixteen. And I feel like Matt, I, I probably did a, just an industry favor right here because I feel like Matt Matt Stafford could probably be put on a list of underachieving every year because he has a he has so much arm talent. 
Um, you figure that something's going to happen. He puts up, you know, he was on pace for so many yards last year before he got hurt. He was on pace this year for a lot of yards until his entire team just kind of imploded and he got hurt again. Um, this guy, I mean, I think they're putting some pieces around him that are really good. Uh, we'll see what kind of coaching change they make in Detroit. Now that Matt Patricia's gone, I don't think it's going to be Daryl Bevel, but he's got a lot of talent on that offense. Maybe they bring a couple offensive linemen in there, get him a second wide receiver, and maybe you can see something really start to come to fruition with Matt Stafford. Yeah, I think I think that's uh, 100% the possibility. I'm almost curious, do you think the Lions maybe move on from Matt Stafford next offseason? I know that's kind of been in the discussion for the past few years now. I, you know, I did a little bit of a disservice on this and did not look at his contract status. I don't know that they can. Um, because I know there's been rumors of trading him. Now, there has Maybe been rumors of trading him, but I think it's almost like a Carson Wentz situation in Philly where it would they would have to find a, a taker that is going to just swallow a lot of salary. It's very true. I don't know that for – don't hold me to that. I can't – like – No, I, I mean, that's, that's that. definitely a really up. fair point. Um, I don't think that it's too much worth looking into. I just know with the direction the team might be going in, it's definitely worth talking about. Oh, I agree. Um, Absolutely. Um, so I went with, for underperformance, is Cam Newton. Um, it's not looking to get better with Cam Newton. In fact, it's looking to get worse. I know we had maybe, what, two good weeks from him. Um once he's uh, starting with the Jets game, I believe. Uh, but it's not looking good for Cam Newton right now. He's obviously not the rushing threat every week that you think he would be. The Patriots aren't always using him with the legs. Um, so I honestly don't even know if he'll be on a team next year. Um, I could very well see him just retiring, honestly. Um, you, <laughs> yeah, you know what? I was one of the guys that was in, in the offseason saying – why are the Chargers not looking at Cam Newton? Why are the Chargers not looking at Cam Newton? And I have to be honest, hindsight being 2020 at this point, I'm glad they weren't looking at him. I don't, I don't really know that Cam can fix it and get back to where he was. Um, I thought he had a little bit more arm talent and maybe that shoulder injury that he had two years ago. I believe, yeah, he was a foot injury last year. So the shoulder injury two years ago, maybe that's just affecting him so much that he's just not going to be a guy that can push the ball downfield for you consistently. Um, But I'm right here with you. He underperformed. I'd like to see him get another chance. I mean, the athletic ability is there, but it, it just doesn't look pretty. No, it doesn't. I I honestly, um, being a Patriots fan, I listen to a lot of Boston radio, and I guess there's rumors around that if it doesn't work this year, Cam might retire. Um, So I know that's a possibility. It's just, you know, sports media rumors. Um, And and aggressive sports media in Boston. Yeah, that's true. That's 100% (laughs) true. You are 100% accurate on that. Um, So, yeah, I don't know. I don't know even though if Cam's even a starter next year. I mean, he could. He could be a backup. Um, so we're going to get into running backs. We're going to start with doing uh, one each, um, alternating uh, from over to under to over again. So why don't you give us your first running back? All right. So my first running back, and we're going for somebody who's kind of breaking out. And I, a little, I, I kind of stretched a little bit for a breakout here, but I thought these were, were guys that potentially really went lower in their draft stock than they ended up last year, which obviously would have been the overperformer. But my first one's DeAndre Swift. And 
I really think DeAndre Swift, I'm hoping, obviously, because I've got some st- I've got a lot of stock in him, that he continues to break out the end of the year. He gets over this concussion, breaks protocol, and he really gets out this year and, and kind of goes down the fantasy playoff stretch strong. But I don't think they bring back Peterson. I think Peterson's on a one-year deal. They've got Carry on Johnson, who's a really who's who, who would be a solid third down back, somebody that can come out and just be a little scat back for you. But I think they drafted this guy in the second round for a reason. He's here to stay. They're going to be a team, I think, that wants to run the ball. And you're talking about in Detroit where you've got some you, – you, if you look at the Detroit or the uh, NFC uh, – what are they, NFC North? NFC North teams, you've got a lot of uh, indoor teams where you've got some ability to pass the ball – run the ball with a lot of efficiency. DeAndre Swift's just going to be a guy I think is going to be around four or five pickup next year, and he's going to be in that window where he's probably a league winner if you can get him. Yeah, no, I, I, I think that's 100% fair. I definitely have high hopes that whoever the Alliance bring in for a coach is able to see what he has in the backfield and utilize it instead of signing old ancient fellers to get like two yards and maybe a touchdown. I don't know. I just have hopes that maybe someone with a brain gets in there. But my pick is James Robinson. He was undrafted uh, by the Jaguars. He is now the starter uh, doing amazing. He is currently the RB4. This was a waiver wire pickup unless you knew something uh, from someone. I honestly could see him going as early as maybe seven or eight next year. I think there's going to be a lot of questions around the Jacksonville offense, but I could see him as like the seventh or eighth overall pick. Uh, in some drafts, maybe more of a second round pick. Uh, what do you think about that? Uh, yeah, I think this guy, I mean, you can't say anything about what he's done this season. My only worry with guys like this is what happens next year um, when a new quarterback comes into town, Doug Maroon might get shipped out. Um I think if he remains the premium back there and they don't bring anybody in, sign me up because I'd want him in the at least the second to fourth round type picks where you can just get a guy that's just going to be your your every down every down workhorse. Yeah, I mean, I, I definitely it really does depend on the coaching staff. Um, did they fire their GM? I cannot remember. I believe they did. Or am I thinking of the wrong team? Mm, we can look that up real quick. Live editing, folks. Yeah, they did. Yes, they did. Okay, so with a new GM, the new GM might want to draft a uh, higher running back, spend some more capital on the position. So it's all stuff to look out for. Um, so why don't you give I, don't, us... I don't think I don't I don't really think they will at this point. I mean, he's he hasn't done anything to tell them to, to potentially go look there at a high draft pick. Now, they may bring some people in for some depth at that position. That'd be your only thing. Um, but I think this team is looking for a quarterback first round. And I think they're looking for other pieces because, I, you know, DJ Chark's there. But are you really going to rely on Keelan Cole and maybe LaVisca Chenault? I think they're, they've got a lot of draft picks coming up, and, and I don't know that they'll waste one on running back when they probably have a guy here that they might be able to bank on for two or three years really on a cheap salary cap hit. All right, so why don't you give us your running back who underperformed? 
I'm going to go, and I feel like I'm almost a homer at this, at this point with this guy, but I'm going to go Joe Mixon. And Joe Mixon was the guy that I, I became a homer on this year only because of where I was drafting at because I, pe- I felt like people were sleeping on this guy. He was going late in the second round. You could potentially get him in the third round. People weren't sure what's going to happen with the contract. They weren't sure what's going to happen with this offense. He came out. He wasn't doing that great. That offensive line is very young. They weren't doing very good to protect from a run block standpoint, but Joe Mixon has a ton of talent. He showed it. Obviously, it was a Jacksonville game, and then he was easily your consistent, at least RB2. He would pop up at RB1 numbers. I just think this guy, he's going to be healthy. I'm hoping he comes back for the fantasy playoffs. I don't know that's really going to happen. But I, I think this guy is going to be slept on again next year, and you potentially are looking at getting a guy like Joe Mixon in the round three, maybe even four, depending on who you play with next year. And he is going to be a steal there because this offense is going – Joe Burrow's coming back. He's going to be there. And I think this offense is going to continue to get better as they get older. Yeah, I definitely want to watch the offseason for the Bengals and kind of monitor that before I really invest – in any of their uh, skill position players, uh, but it's definitely I agree. Um, if Joe Mixon just so happens to be in a third or fourth round in any draft, I would likely be the one to take him. The only time I would probably take him in the fourth is if there was someone I liked just that much more in third. Uh, but he he has, I think the injury, um, and I also think the start with the rookie quarterback didn't really help him um, at all. That's one of those, you know, this is a perfect segment right here from a podcast perspective for the listeners to really just understand that these are situations that I, I personally feel like are, are gold mines for you. Because if you're listening to podcasts like this late in the season, whether you're in playoff contention or just love fantasy football, you're getting a leg up on on your your league mates because a lot of people are thinking Joe Mixon didn't play for like seven weeks out of this season. They're going to look back at stats and say, oh, man, Joe Mixon was outside the top 30 as a running back last year. I'm not drafting that guy early. And I'm telling you, his talent is early. Yeah. Um, So I'm going to go with my underperforming player. It is Miles Sanders. He is currently the RB27. Um, Not what you wanted from a guy who was drafted um, some – late first, early seconds, late seconds in some cases, and like me in one draft, the third round. Um, (laughs) I just wanted to flex that. These home leagues go crazy, (laughs) man. Um, Yeah, so Miles Sanders obviously hasn't lived up to what a lot of people thought he was going to be, um, but I really think I want to watch the Eagles offseason. I think they need to get rid of something and get an offensive line um, that's better get a quarterback that's not broken i think there's a lot of things that need to be fixed on this eagles team um to make the offense better and i really want to watch what happens with that in the offseason and i might be interested in miles sanders again but i if not if i don't see anything that like changes immediately i might be out forever no you know what this is another one of those ones just like joe mixon where i'm right there with you um you could potentially get a steal next year where people kind of sleep on this guy i think you I'm not trying to give give this Philadelphia Eagles team a pass. They've got talent on this roster, but I do give them a little bit of a pass. They were decimated with injuries early on. This offensive line is not even 
anywhere close to what they would have been at the beginning of the year. They lost Dillard. Kelsey's not healthy at this point. They lost Lane Johnson. He's not there. Jason Peters is not the guy that he used to be. Like they've got to get a left tackle. So so probably a left. Well, Dillard could probably play left tackle. They've got to get get a little a little bit more depth at the offensive line position. But I, I'm I'm not going to be a guy that's selling all stock on Wentz at this point. And I think Miles Sanders is going to go as long as this offense goes. So. I like it. I like this here. I think he underperformed, but he's going to be a guy you might be able to steal much later in the draft than you would have this year. Yes. So we're going to go move on to wide receivers. We are low on time. So why don't you give us your first wide receiver, a wide receiver that uh, has outperformed um, what we thought that would be. So I'm going with my guy, Will Fuller. And obviously, I love this one. I love this one. <laughs> He, he's obviously not going to be there for the rest of this season, but he was a guy at the beginning of the year that you could get in the eighth round that I just really thought was going to be a steal. And I really went with Will Fuller on this pick because Deshaun Watson came out and said, Houston, you need to re-sign this guy at the end of the year. And I think that was a stamp of, if you don't want me to be pissed off, you need to get him back. And I think that's their only way to have a top-flight wide receiver along with the Brandon Cooks is to re-sign Will Fuller. So you miss him for one game next year, that's not a big deal. Get this guy in your lineups. He may be, because he's going to miss game one, a little bit of a steal at the beginning of next year. See, I could very well see the one-game suspension not really scaring people, and I could see him early second. I don't know if you think that is the steal, but I could see him going early second, maybe in like some drafts, perhaps late in the second. Is that a right around where you're thinking? I'm actually thinking that people will still be worried about the beginning of his career and the injury proneness that he has. That's fair. And you still can you still can get this guy probably in the I think I think if you can get him in the third in the third or fourth round around, around the Calvin Ridley of this year, not that he will be a Calvin Ridley, but around that Calvin Ridley range, you're going to get some value. Oh, if I can get him there, I would. I'll pay extra league fees to get him there. <laughs> I mean, I don't know, man. That's that's what I want to hear. Um, I like that. I love the Will Fuller pick. Um, the suspension I could also see scaring people in the sense of what if how does he perform without PDEs or PEDs, performance enhancing drugs? Yes, um, but I I don't think that'll be too much of an issue. I'm gonna go with uh, DK Metcalf, who is currently the wide receiver three. Um, I think this DK Metcalf is going to be a first round pick next season. Um, unless something happens and he goes on a downspin, uh, at the end of the season, perhaps like an injury, maybe I could see him going, if not first, maybe early second, um, and then first round in maybe some dynasty startups. What do you think? Absolutely. Absolutely. Slam dunk. I've slept on this guy for too long. In ten team leagues, he's at least a second, like top top of the second round. Like if next year, if you're planning out and you're hoping that you get a ninth or tenth pick, I'm gonna tell you what DK Metcalf is. It should be in your strategy. I agree a hundred percent. Yeah, I mean, there's nothing bad you can say about DK Metcalf. That dude is just built different. Um, so why don't you give me your underperforming wide receiver? So my underperforming wide receiver, and this is a little bit of a knock is to call him an underperformer because he's a rookie, but I'm going Jerry Judy. And I really went with him as an underperformer because he got underperformed and, and really just hit by his quarterback's play. 
this guy has a immense amount of talent. And I really think, you know, he's been at the top of the air yards per, per target uh, all season. He's going to be a guy that, that really just gets after it. I don't know that Drew Locke is going to be the answer, and I don't know that Denver Broncos won't bring in another quarterback. So this is really an up-in-the-air up dart throw, but I think Jerry Judy really comes out next year as your breakout. Yeah, I really, I really want to see what the uh, Broncos do at quarterback. I, it doesn't. I mean, Drew Locke's had opportunity, and maybe next season's different. I just really want to see how things change there. But I, I think you're right. I mean, I think you could very well see him going in like the fifteenth round, perhaps. Right. Um, but so my underperformer is Chris Godwin. Obviously, he's been dealing with injuries this year. Tom Brady is not been the most consistent uh, his age has shown in moments and there's a lot of mouths to feed there that brady wants to feed um i think that's been a huge problem for chris godwin there's rob gronkowski uh there's cameron Brate, uh antonio brown mike evans he really likes scotty miller so there's just so many mouths to feed and i don't think that's really helping chris godwin uh very much at all so I'd really like to see what the wide receiver uh, position looks like for them ne- next year before I invest. What do you think? No, I, you know, I agree with this. Um, I actually think that Chris Godwin is another guy that you're potentially going to get at a lower value next year than he should be. His name carries some value, so that I may be wrong on this if, one. If I could get him in the eighth round as like – maybe my wide receiver three at that point, I would be very comfortable with that. But if he's going, I think in like maybe the sixth or fifth, I might not be the most comfortable there. If that makes sense. See, I see I'm you're, That's a little lower than I am because I, I think still, if you can get Chris Godwin in the fourth, okay, I'm going, I'm going Chris Godwin. And I say that only because we don't know that Antonio Brown's coming back. He's on a one year deal. And we don't know that Gronk is coming back. He's on a one-year deal. Tom Brady's on a two-year deal. I don't think they'll cut him because there's going to be a cap hit to that. Um, I think it depends on how this year ends ends out. But you're looking at Chris Godwin and Mike Evans as the future from the wide receiver perspective of this team. Um, it's an Arians offense that's always going to pass. We don't even know that Fournette will come back next year. So there, there's really a lot of one-year rentals here. It's almost like the Lakers of NFL. That's fair. That's fair. So, so um, I think I would always go talent over, you know, if you're, if you're looking at talent and longevity of contract, I, I would definitely go Chris Godwin. And I think he's always going to be a guy – that dealt with dealt with injuries this year, but maybe doesn't deal with injuries next year and, and shows out. I actually definitely think I should change my perspective on that. I think you are correct, Justin. Um, but that's a great way to end the segment. I really liked that. You made a lot of good points there. Um, so I'd like to thank you for joining me tonight. I'd like to thank Nate for giving us this platform. I know he's very proud of us. Um, again, make sure you check out all the great We Know Fantasy content. Uh, Justin, where can the people find you on Twitter? Yeah, buddy. They, so they, you can find me on Twitter at JFHornets25. Please hit me up for any of your, your late season fantasy stuff. And, and definitely for like this is this is prime time betting period because teams are in the playoff hunt. So you're looking at teams where you can potentially get some some over unders, some some spread lines that you can really win some money. Hit me up with any questions. Awesome. All right. You guys can find me on Twitter at Brian Wentworth FF. Uh, you can also hit me up for any of your fantasy football needs. I'm not so much into the betting, 
uh, but I'm looking to be. So thank you, everybody, for tuning in, and we hope you have a great uh, fantasy football Sunday.